What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show. Here give you at Knicks Talk just in Nick of Time. And it's time to talk about the Knicks versus the Heat because the Knicks lose to the Heat in a, in a tough game. Tough, tough game. Um, I have the wrong ticker up here, that's fine. The Knicks lose to the Heat in a tough game, all right? And we're gonna talk about it, all the good, the bad, and the ugly that we lost 105 to 86 Heat. All right, but uh, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna start the show. I'm just gonna get right to it, man. Uh, Ryan G, man. Ryan G, man. stats and facts. What happened, dog? Why 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 do we suck? Let me know. <laughs> well, I think the number one thing is you gotta look at the hustle stats because we've mentioned it on on the podcast before that the only way the Knicks are gonna win this game is if they I mean well this series in general is if they out hustle the Heat. So if you look at the hustle stats, first and foremost, this game wasn't lost by shooting. The Knicks shot terrible from three-point range, but the Heat shot terrible as well because the Knicks only made eight threes, the Heat only made seven threes. So that wasn't the difference in the game. Rebounding, that's a stat where the Knicks usually dominate their opponents. They were out-rebounded by the Heat today, 50-48. to 48. Offensive rebounds, Knicks had 14, the Heat had 13, so the Heat kept pretty much neck and neck with them in offensive rebounding. And that's usually a stat that the Knicks kill their opponents in. That's number one. Number two, again, points off of turnovers. Both teams pretty much had equal turnovers. The Heat had one more turnover than the Knicks. But what's the difference? The Heat had 16 points off of turnovers. The Knicks only had nine. Another stat to point at, points in the paint. Another stat that the Knicks usually kill their opponents in. The Heat outscored them in the paint. 50 to 36. So pretty much every metric that the Knicks usually dominate their opponents in, the Heat beat them in those stats. And going back to the game in general, we mentioned in the last podcast after game two, playing Hart and RJ together against this Heat defense is not a good idea. Because what the Heat because what the Heat does, and, and they pretty much did it in game three as well, when you, have, when you have RJ and Hart on the court, they don't respect those guys shooting. So what they do is that they pack the paint. So that stops the Knicks from penetrating into the paint and creating off penetration. And a lot of times when Brunson or Randall has the ball, they double off of either one of those guys. And that makes it difficult for Brunson to create anything on offense. And it makes it difficult for Randall to create anything on offense. And... And, and there was a stat I saw on Twitter as well that showed, like, the, the, the differences between the two starting lineups when Hart starts as opposed to when Grimes starts. And I think in, like, 100-something possessions, when Hart is in the starting lineup, the Knicks are net rating negative 2.3. But when Grimes is in the starting lineup instead of Hart, the Knicks' net rating is positive 9.6. So right then and there, like, if you see the Heat doubling off of RJ and Hart, to double Randall and Brunson when they have the ball, making it making life difficult for them to score. As a coach, why do you persist in playing those two players together? Why not bench one of them and then put one of your shooters out there to make life easier for those players to operate on offense? And you started in the first quarter as well because the Knicks could not generate no offense with RJ and Hart on the court. 
once I, I forgot, I think it was RJ went to the bench and Grimes got on the court. Once that happened, you saw the spacing improve immediately and the Knicks were able to get some scoring going. So, I mean, small things like that, I feel like if Dibs can do it, if Dibs, I mean, can actually see it and do it, I think that I would give the Knicks a better chance in this series. And another thing, too, late in the game, when Dibs went small with OB and Randall, I think that's something that Dibs can have a look at going forward because when Obi and Randall were on the court together and the Knicks played pretty much small, it increases spacing as well. And you saw Randall had way more space to operate. Brunson had way more space to operate. And I think it made life a bit easier for them on the offensive end. And I know Thibs wants to start with Hart. And I know he wants to start with Hart because, you know, he's a pretty good defender on Jimmy Butler. But I think at this point, it's like you have to, you have to bring Hart back to the bench. Let him strengthen that bench unit and go with Grimes in the starting lineup, or you can, or you can even place IQ in the starting lineup. Well, we don't even know our IQ status as of now, yeah, so that's a fact. <laughs> yeah, so you have to go with Grimes in the starting lineup. You know, just just so you can have a bit more spacing, so that the Heat has left, so that the Heat has less options to double Brunson or Randall with on the offensive side of the ball. And yeah. honestly, like when you when you combine the out hustling. With the fact that, you know, the Knicks, the, with with the fact that Thibs wasn't really doing anything to increase the spacing on the floor early in the game, that's pretty much what, you know, let the Knicks really like lose this game and they couldn't come back. Yeah, Josh Hart, love the guy, love his hustle, love how unselfish he is, but Thibs likes to say the game tells you what to do. Sometimes the game tells you to shoot the damn ball, Josh. Like, shoot the ball. So if they're doubling off, so you have to shoot. You, you've been a good point, three-point shooter all season. You got to shoot the ball. Uh, just, just shooting the ball quicker is going to help that. But you're absolutely right, right? Like, I, I feel like Brunson, Randall, RJ, they work so hard to gain these advantages to get two on the ball just to kick the ball out. Just so the players who catch the ball don't do anything with it. Like you, you, they allow the defense to reset and erase all the hard work that our team has done to get two order on the ball in the first place. So I feel like once that happens, we have to make quicker decisions. We have to cut, we have to shoot, we have to pass. And I think that's a big issue. And I agree with you, Ryan, Ryan G at this point, if, Josh Hart isn't slowing down to be Butler anyway. You might as well go with, with Quentin Grimes <laughs> or or IQ to get some more spacing out there to give those guys more room to operate. Uh, what do you think, Lee? Why, why why do you think we had some struggles today? I'm glad that you start off the show quickly, let Ryan uh, control the dialogue because I think he hit the nail on the head. I, I agree with all the points that he made. Tibbs getting out coached, Randall's getting out hustled. And Brunson's didn't outplayed. Uh, we're losing all three of those matchups, but I don't think it's time to overreact. It's only a two-one series. You know, I look across the league when Denver took a two-nothing lead on Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I myself didn't internalize like, oh, Phoenix is out of this series. Like, okay, you go back home, you regroup, you adjust at the tape, you try to come up with a, a counter move in the chess match. The problem is right now, Tom Thibodeau is coaching as the best coach. In the NBA, 
very close between him and, and Dred Popovich for in-game adjustments and game-to-game adjustments. And Spostra is bringing out the worst of the Knicks' tendencies. All the things that we feared in the regular season, being complete ass as a three-point shooting team, uh, being one of the bottom in the NBA in assists, team assists, over-relying on isolation play, um, really over-relying on Brunson and Randall to bail us out on very difficult off-balance, low-percentage, low-efficiency shots. All those things he is bringing to the forefront. He's getting Mitch in early foul trouble, so Mitchell Robinson and his offensive rebounding prowess is on the bench, and Hartenstein's being abused by the Heat young guys when they go small with Bam at the five. It's been really hard for the Knicks to contain that. I think there is still room for us to improve and for Tibbs to make a counter move. Uh, we are playing with house money, so everything from this point on to me is a plus and a win. Uh, we should win. We should be beating the Heat. This is a series I think we can win, especially with Hero and Victor Oladipo out. Yeah. Absolutely, we should be winning the series. But if we don't, I'm not going to be saying fire anyone or trade anyone. There's going to there's, there's be decisions to be to be made this summer over Obi and Randall at the power forward spot. And I think Leon Rose is open to offers for anyone outside of Brunson, which he should. That's just how you know it's smart basketball acumen. But I'm not going to be pushing agendas to trade anyone after the season because we're still developing uh, and we're still putting this team together to try to figure out who we are and what we are moving forward. Uh, there's a lot to be disappointed about. But there's still time for Tibbs to adjust and to develop a game plan moving forward to counteract some of the very smart, shrewd moves that Spoelstra is doing to really uh, bring out the worst of us as a team. Yeah, nah, I I agree with a lot of what you say, Lee. This is this is one of those times where you know people evolve, and you know Tibbs has evolved throughout this year and throughout some of these playoffs, but he's going to have to evolve again. We've been calling out that the Knicks should play small in moments. Um, and we've played small in the regular season and it hasn't really worked out for us. I'm not gonna lie, it hasn't. But we might have, we have to, it seems like we're gonna have to go to it this time. Um, I think it's time to, to bust out some Randall at the five at some moments to bring to bring Bam out the paint um, and let, and let Jalen Brunson cook. Cause run on one, Jalen Brunson's cooking everybody. Run on one. That that's that was his calling card when he's in Utah. Um, when, when he played Utah, I mean. So I think it's time to kind of bring that out again, especially if the the things that we're doing right now isn't working. Mitch has been ineffective in the series mostly. Hartenstein has been up and down. The shooting, man, we need to get shooting somewhere, somewhere, and it, it hurts that IQ went down today because it seemed like he was starting to he she was shooting a little bit too much, but he was the only one kind of hitting something. Uh, so I, I, the shooting has to re- return. And I know, Ryan, you led with shooting is not the reason why we lost. Um, but, you know, shooting to me is still the reason we won the last game. Like, we shot 40% from three. So even though the turnovers and the points off turnovers, I feel like it's another reason why we lost because we really were sloppy once we turned the ball over trying to, you know, score in transition. I think that's the reason why Tibbs went away from it in the beginning of the season. Because we just wasn't really effective at running, but we're gonna have to run and be effective at it to contend with this team. Because they've been they've been effective in the open court, but we definitely have not, uh, for sure. So I mean, yeah, on the money, on the money, gentlemen, with everything you said. I feel like I'm missing something that I, I wanted to. The discipline. That's one thing I want to mention. The shot selection. In the later part of the game, in the second and third quarter, 
was fishy to me. You know, I felt like the first quarter, we the the, the Heat hit a lot of tough shots, a lot, and at the same time, I felt like they were getting a lot of friendly whistles in the first quarter. So yes, me, the whole game. I'm like, all right, we're losing now, but I didn't panic because I'm like, I didn't necessarily hate the shots we were getting. We were missing them, but I felt like, and they were hitting some tough ones. I was like, if we stay consistent, I feel like we can fight ourselves back into this game. Unfortunately, I don't think we remain disciplined throughout the entire game. Uh, I think we let the lack of foul calls get to us. It got to the point where Randall, every time he shot the ball, he was just looking at the ref. He didn't he even look to see the ball was going in. He wasn't trying to go back. He he every time he shot the ball, it looked like he was more concerned with getting the foul than playing the game. Yeah. And I think it mentally took him out the game. So like so even though he he didn't, you know, he didn't roll the tech like he usually does and get pissed and body slam people, but he still got taken out the game mentally, and we need to get him back in the game and engage. Even RJ, you know, you don't really see RJ get it, get that uh, upset, but he threw the ball and got attacked as well. So we have to remain disciplined throughout the whistles or non-whistles. Keep moving the ball, keep getting the shots, and keep playing our game, and we just got to hope the whistles turn around and keep playing the game. So sometimes that's what happens. The whistles start to, to turn. We started getting more calls in the second half that going our way. You know, even though the Heat was getting calls in the first half, he was getting more calls in the second half. But by, by the time the second half rolled around, we weren't disciplined anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> we weren't disciplined anymore. Uh, and we was playing a little bit too much hero ball and we was getting outside of ourselves. So I feel like this game is a, is a lesson on, on the process and the discipline and fighting through those hard times when the whistles aren't going to go your way, but you still got to fight and still got to play basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that if you want the hyperbolic knee-jerk reactions, Twitter is a great place for that, as I have learned in the last couple of months. Or just turn on ESPN and watch anyone that's you know hasn't watched the Knicks for the regular season give their ass-crack take on what's happening with the New York Miami series. <laughs> but I think here, it's a this is a perfect place. It's a safe space. Uh, for us knit fans to be honest and not overreact or underreact and just have honest, real conversations. And one of those is I, Tom Thibodeau needs to stay as a head coach. I, I'm a believer in him. He has changed my mind in this regular season. He coached a hell of a series, but it's Cleveland, maybe one of his best coaching jobs in his career, his history. Right now, he's now coached. Mm-hmm. Made sense. Yeah. Eric Spostra has won two championships. He's a top 15 coach of all time, named by NBA.com. For a reason, or the NBA Association, for a reason. He's a brilliant coach. He's taking four undrafted guys in his main nine-man rotation, along with Jimmy Butler and an old-ass Black China at point guard and Bam Adebayo, and he's taking them to the semi-conference finals again. I've been going to the conference finals last year and the finals three years ago. He's a great coach, and it's okay in, in a big picture, not for us net fans, it's not okay to lose a game, but it's understandable. That he, Tom Thibodeau is being out coached by him. He's not being out coached by JB Bickerstaff, you know, or Jason Kidd, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or Steven Silas. He's being out coached by Eric Spostra, a champion. He's not Bud, my Bud and Hoser. This is a real champion in in Eric Spostra. You can see it. You see how he adjusts game to game. At the same time, there's certain things that got us here to this point in the season that he has now moved away from. I don't understand starring Josh Hart over Quentin Grimes. Yeah. To me, Quentin Grimes should start because Josh. Was that was the point of a spear? The same way Kyle Lowry was for the Heat. 
Josh Hart is for the Knicks. He, him and IQ came in there and really changed the pace with their downhill ability, getting in transition, did easy buckets, guarding the point of attack. We're missing that with that second unit because Grimes doesn't have that same energy. He hasn't looked for his shot in the same way in one-on-one situations that Josh Hart does. So now that the, the spacing is off with the starting unit as well, and we're really over-depending on the three ball. We're not a three-point shooting team. We're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league in the regular season, and we're the worst in the playoffs from the Cavs series, not the Heat series. The Cavs series made us the worst in the entire playoffs. So get back to what got you here, which is pick and roll basketball, going downhill, getting to the rack, getting fouls, crashing the boards, getting offensive rebounds, Amen. and putting the ball back into the into the basket around the rim. We don't have shooters. Don't put Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier didn't get you here. But Deuce McBride was part of a nine-man rotation before Josh Hart. If IQ is not there – he can take some of those minutes in the nine-man rotation. I would love to see Hart play some defense and at least get us some second-chance opportunities and some transition opportunities with offensive rebounding. Bring Hart back to the bench. Yes, 100%. I want to like throw in a couple, a couple more things as well on top of what Lee said. Um, like The Knicks' offensive rebounding has been negated in this series, but to be honest, like this is why the Knicks need to go back to grabs and start a lineup and – and the Knicks have to try to, like, maintain spacing throughout the whole game because, like I said, when RJ and Hart are in the game, like, yeah, is Mitch a great rebounder? Of course. Is Randall a great rebounder? Of course. Hart a great rebounder? Of course. Those guys are all great rebounders. But like I said, when you have RJ and Hart out there together, the Heat just pack the paint. They don't they don't respect RJ's shooting. They don't respect Hart's shooting. So, like, when you have the Heat packing the paint, whenever the Knicks put up shots now – it's hard for them to even grab those offensive rebounds because you have so many Heat players in the paint already waiting there for the, to get the rebound. Yeah. So you have to go back to spacing the court a bit, and then now when you space the court a bit, there's not as many Heat players in the paint trying to pack it. So now when, if the Knicks go up for a shot, there's more space to even to, there's more space for them to go hustle and get those offensive rebounds and get extra shot opportunities as well. So I think you have to also look at that also. Yeah, and RJ Barrett too, man. RJ Barrett has been really good. I made a whole video. I made a like I mentioned he was in the ninety first percentile in the mid range, and once and since I made that video, it's risen. I uh, went to ninety two percentile in the mid range elite. This game, I'm pretty sure that percentage has dropped. You know, I saw something that said he had the highest true percentage shooting percentage in the in the NBA playoffs so far. Today, the Heat did a good job of concentrating on shutting down RJ Barrett. They had Jimmy yes. Barrett. Barry didn't really respond um, really too well. He had a lot of balls that went in and out too. Like a lot of threes went in and out. He had like a little bit flurry in the third quarter, but he had a, a rough game. And one thing I want RJ to do is not to be too concerned, overly concerned over that one-on-one matchup with you versus Jimmy. Jimmy is the best defender on the court. If you are driving to the hole um, and they collapse when you pass the ball out, keep keep the things that got you to this point, keep doing that. Yes. Pass the ball out. Pass the ball out if you're getting doubled. Do not try to take Jimmy Butler one on one. And if you are going to take Jimmy Butler one on one because the talk, the clock is 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 not driving down or whatever, you 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 have to come out there with a the plan. You're a big man. You can't just go straight up on guns. Jimmy Butler. The shot he got blocked. He didn't put his body to him into one to to create space enough. He mm. went straight up. You got to put your body into people first. That's that's basketball basics. One on one, you don't show straight up. You put your body in, then you go up. So RJ Barrett had a had a great series, had a great playoff so far. He needs to get back to the basics. All right. I think I think it's easy to criticize Tom Thibodeau, uh, you know, because 
it's been something everyone's been watching for the season, myself included. But I do, and Julius Randle has been horrid. Well, he's been inconsistent. He was horrible this game. RJ Barrett's been better than expected. Jalen Brunson this game, to me, the majority of the blame was on him. Uh, he dribbled the air out the ball. He was in ISO mode the whole night, and the Heat were collapsing on him, blitzing him, put him in really tough positions. Almost every shot he took was horribly contested, very low efficiency, and he never really had a period or any stretch in any of the four quarters where he tried to get other guys involved. You know, it, it was a, it was a me time, and he made some really terrible mistakes, some turnovers, and some really bad shots. I got to see Brunson be, become more of a facilitator when his shot's not there or when they're doubling him. He's got to be looking. And there's so many times I saw Josh Hart, Quentin Grimes, and RJ around the basket, cutting to the basket, and instead of t- passing to him, he would try to shake this loose man, create space for a mid-range jumper. You know, I understand that he is an unbelievably elite point guard. He made a huge step this year, but I think he's putting too much pressure on himself to carry the offensive load, and it's hurting the team overall. Yeah. I always have mixed opinions when it comes to Jalen Brunson, and – ISO stuff because I feel like every time there's like a big bus, he has like the most. He has it's like today, right? He has eight assists today, like the most on the team. And I feel like every time we we have most of the time when this complaint is happening is when the team is shooting like twenty percent from the field. So I, I, sometimes I almost I get confused. I'm like, okay, is this Brunson's fault or is it not Brunson's fault? Is it the chicken or the egg? Is he trying to ISO because the team is sucking so much that he's like, damn, well I have to take over, or <laughs> Or is the team sucking because he's taking over? You know what I mean? Like so, like I always have a hard time when, when I look at the percentage of the team in general, and I see RJ, five sixteen thirty one percent, Julius Randle yeah. second player best player four for fifteen twenty six percent, Josh Hart five for twelve forty one percent. Like nobody is shooting well except for the guys who were coming off the bench, and he wasn't with he wasn't playing with the guys coming off the bench until the fourth quarter. So like I. I always like. I always have a. I, I don't know. It's like it's a, it's a push. Like I understand it, but I also just like I don't know if it's that simple all the time. Well, uh, he tried to Tibbs tried to pair him with quickly, and he still went go off ball. He was still dominating the ball and over dribbling when quickly was out there with him too. That would have been a perfect time for him to get a breather while he's on the court and allow quickly to be the ball handler. And he just kind of acts as a decoy or set set some smaller smaller screens and some wide open looks from the perimeter. But he didn't do that. He kept going to ISO mode and going one-on-one with his defender. So it was frustrating to watch. He's an unbelievable player. He will bounce back. I think there will be a point in the series, hopefully it's next game, where he starts becoming equally a facilitator and a store. He just has to know to pick his spots because Tom Thibodeau is going to let him do whatever he wants. You know, he's not going to course correct there. He's going to leave it to Brunson to to make the changes on the court. What are your thoughts on that, Ryan? Um, I mean, yeah, Brunson did have moments of – over dribbling at times, you know, but, you know, for me, it, it just goes back to the spacing issue because, you know, I do agree with Lee that, you know, if Brunson is, if Brunson has the ball and he sees that he can't really capitalize on a one-on-one opportunity, he does need to try to pass the ball and get the ball moving. And, and the thing is that I think in general, when you play the heat, especially in the half court offense, you have to move the ball. Yeah. You know, isolation doesn't really work well in the Heat because they're such a great team defensively. You know, and there were a couple of plays, I think, early in the game where the Knicks were moving the ball, which I thought that they probably should have tried to continue to do. Like, I think I remember a play where I think the ball rotated on the perimeter to RJ in the corner, and then RJ faked the three, mm. and then he got by his defender, drove into the paint, 
And then he drew a defender. And then at the same time, Hart made a cut to the basket and RJ fed hard and Hart was able to get it easy too. Like yeah. the Knicks have to the Knicks, the Knicks have to try to continue to do plays like that in the half court if they're really gonna beat the Heat. But like I said, like if you're gonna stick to an isolation heavy offense, which is the Knicks bread and butter, then you have to space the floor. Because if you don't space the floor, then isolation is gonna pretty is gonna be pretty much shut down. And you gotta so, cut, you gotta move without the ball too. I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, yeah. cut you off, right? But yeah, but exactly. You gotta, you gotta. You, there has to be a lot of off court movement as well. But I'm just saying, like, if the Knicks are gonna stick to ISO heavy ball, then you have to space the floor because if you don't space the floor, then ice, the isolation is gonna be dead every time, especially against this Heat defense. But the counter to that is okay. You know, the Heat is great defensively in the half court. Then you know you have to move the ball. That's you have to move the ball. You have to have cuts off ball as well to the basket. Yeah. Like you can't just stand there isolation against a team that's great defensively in the half court. Because there was a few times where I feel like they would get somehow like an ISO play would get trapped, and the middle of the floor is wide open. I'm just like nobody's gonna move. <laughs> like <laughs> like passing lane right there. Somebody just make yourself available, and it just doesn't happen. So. Ah, uh, good points, go. Good points, y'all. And yeah, and Randall, we talked about Randall earlier. Randall has to be better. Also, shout shout out to Sandman, man. Sandman, I'm I'm giving you some. I got, I got, I got you out here all, Sandman. You out here for the Randall slander? Let's see, early, every episode, Randall's here and he plays bad. You out here first? <laughs> Last game, game two, when we won, and Randall had what? 20 and 12 rebounds, 25 and 12. I didn't see you, bro. Where, where were you at? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I will accept the, the, the Randall slander energy when he plays bad. But when he's playing good, don't not show up. Don't do don't do that. Come up <laughs> there when he's playing good too. Keep that same energy. All right. Keep that same energy. <laughs> but yeah, they man. Don't. That's why I can't take him serious. They don't. Exactly, exactly. Keep that same energy, good or bad. Keep that. Don't don't be one sided because that's 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 what I call narratives, guys. That's what I call narrative. But yeah, I've talked about any, anybody. Do you guys have anything else you want to get off your chest? No, this was brutal. It beat me down. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Get well, IQ for sure. Yeah, definitely. Get well, IQ. That looked the the fall looked bad. It to me, it didn't look like. I'll be back next game type of fall. Yeah. And you know what? I, I wish um, Jimmy Butler well, too. I, I don't want I, – I want him – I want the best competitors to be in the game. And I want us to win this series, beat the best players on every team. I'm not here look, looking for an asterisk win, you know, because Jimmy Butler's out the next game. That's the only time we win is when Jimmy Butler's on the game. That that also is a narrative too that I don't want to get involved in either. Like I want the best, I want the best players to be healthy. I don't wish ill will on anyone opposing team. The same way I get pissed when I see other fans wishing ill will on our players too. So I wish both quickly and, and Jimmy a speed recovery, and I hope they're both able to play next game. Yeah, me too. That's why, like, even before when Jimmy was, and I was like, Nah, Jimmy, no. Like, I don't, I don't want. Any asterisk wins. Oh, y'all only won because this guy was right. this guy. Right. Like, I I want to earn wins. It's the it's the same reason why back in the day I didn't want Jordan on the Knicks. I want to earn wins. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's why I always had an asterisk next to KD. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just, it just is what it is. But yeah, I mean, I got nothing else to say, man. That's not, me neither. We 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 could we could wrap it up. Be like Dave Chappelle said. <laughs> 
Right. Let's go. Yeah, it, it was a pretty terrible game. Yeah, like... terrible game, and nobody wants to call into this mess. <laughs> 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 but uh, yo, if you hear or uh, you knew, I just know we'll shout you out, and um, you know what? And we'll be back. We'll be back the next game talking Knicks basketball. Win, lose, or draw. We'll be here talking Knicks. All right, uh, but shout out to you. Um, Usually we have phone calls, but if you want to call in, you can do that 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241 if you want to call in. New play, new guys, hit that like button and subscribe button. Also, I'm gonna let you know. Um, this episode is coming back down. I'm uploading it back up in like probably 20 minutes or so. All right. So for you guys who just came in late and you want to watch the whole episode, uh, it'll be back up in a minute. So don't worry. All right. All right, cool. That's our show. Shout out to my man, Ryan G. Ryan G, let them know they can find you, sir. Wait, no, no, Lee, let them know they can find you. At underscore Lee Scobedo on Twitter. Uh, L-E-E-E-S-C-O-B-E-D-O. All right. Cool, cool. Ryan G, let them know they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I. And you can also find me at Sir G's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. And you see, this is what I'm talking about because the Randall hater, Salmon, is saying that the Knicks need to play Evan Fournier. Use a bride, yeah. And it's like we have other shooters that we can put in that actually right. plays defense and has been a part of the rotation all season. Like, it's not that desperate to the point where it's like, yeah, let's pull Evan Fournier off the bench and put him in the game for extra shooting. Like, it's not that desperate. We're not that desperate right now. It's a 2-1 series. We have one more game in Miami where the Knicks can take. It's not that desperate. Yeah. Yeah. The deuce will be loose soon. The deuce will be loose. Soon. I hope so. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna have a choice. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna have a choice. But uh, these men are looking crazy towards the starters, though. I'm not gonna lie. But um, Tibbs might have to experiment and try something else for sure. All right. Yep. For sure, sure. But um, oh, oh, thank you for the super chat. Uh. 499 Super Chat says, shout out to the homies. Keep repping the city, my fam. We good. All right, yo, Curly, I don't think you ever donated before, but we appreciate you, man. Definitely appreciate you. Turn the volume up, Jay Ellis. Is my volume too low? Hold on. Let me see something. People complain about my volume. Let me turn my joint. All right, how? Guys, all right, you said my volume is low. Shout out to God, how's my volume now? Is my volume better? I, I, I turned that joint all the way up. All right, your earbuds, are your earbuds popping now? Because my volume is too high now, or is this good? <laughs> I'm away. I'm away. I'm gonna do the outro and I'll wait for you to respond. All right. So beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Guess so. Guess so. All right. So I'm gonna turn that joint all the way up. Like fat Joe. All right. Mm, all right. So you already know, go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher if you want to listen to the KOT show. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to the KLT show. Just, just go find that. Shout out. Show, shout out to the Gamer Channel. Hold on. Shout out to the Gamer Channel for the fits. He's been posting his KOT fits with his, with, with his clothes. Love Gamer Channel. <laughs> That's my guy. Yeah. Gamer is a just good dude. He, and if he he talk is. ball, he called in a couple of times. Gamer knows his, gamer knows his stuff, man. Gamer knows yep. his stuff. <laughs> He's on that Boston Nick level. Yeah. Great fan. Yeah, yeah, Boston Nick is awesome as well. But shout out to Gaming Channel. But you can buy the KOT snapbacks at the Nick the NickTimeShow.com. Just go there, hit catalog, and you'll see the merch and buy that stuff. Follow us on the KLT show on Twitter, the Nick Time Show on Instagram and Facebook as well. If you want to follow us on social medias. All right. 
All right, so shout out to you guys and shout out to all of the supporters, everybody who's been enjoying the ride with us through the losses and the wins. We definitely appreciate y'all um, and supporting us through this season. All right, that is our show. We out this mug. And as always, shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. A mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That's our show. We out this mug. Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm going, 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 going